0: Welcome to We Built This Brand. I'm Chris Hill, your host, and today on the podcast, I'm talking to Ozzy Gardner. He is the founder and CEO at Advertis. And I just had such a good conversation with this guy. We really hit it off, and I really enjoyed talking to him about being a parent, being an entrepreneur, and what it means to start a business from scratch in the middle of a pandemic, because that's always a good idea, as we've talked about to other people. Apparently, the pandemic was just entrepreneur central. If you'll remember our Zach Roskop conversation or some of the other folks that we've talked to, I don't know what it is, but It's been fun. And this conversation with Ozzy was fantastic. Um, At Advertis, they are a white label marketing agency, and they do a great job of being able to help small agencies be bigger than they are and to achieve goals and to support their marketing teams with additional marketing resources, paid advertising and things like that. So I definitely think you'll get a lot out of listening to Ozzy talk. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I think we should just dive in. Here's my conversation with Ozzy Garner, founder and CEO at Advertis. Ozzy, welcome to We Built This Brand. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man. It's it's great to have you today. We connected kind of randomly through LinkedIn. Yeah, a little bit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That tends to be the place I typically connect with people uh, for whatever reason. I live there, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And normally when we get those kind of connections, I'm like, is this a real human? Is this a real person? But Thankfully you were. And this has been, it's been a real pleasure to get to know you and your business. And so I'm excited to talk to you today. So Ozzy, we're here today to talk about Avertis and how you got to where you are today. And I'm really excited to have this conversation. So yeah, let's just dive in. Tell me, tell me about where this company got its origin. Yeah, that's, I mean, the, the ultimate
1: question. When Advertis was born, it was kind of near the end of 2020. You know, I was a corporate executive for a life safety company, but was also an investor, whether it be an equity partner or an angel investor in other startups. And, you know, I'm also a father of three kids and a husband and, and all these different variations of your you know, work-life balance, if you would. And so I was like, I would really like to start my own company and really tried to determine how to can help as many business owners as possible. And so, you know, at the end of you know 2020, if you would, we were stepping into uh, a unique, um, well, everybody knows about what that time was like for everybody has their own stories there, but mm-hmm. essentially it, you know, we were building the company um, to serve an audience that we're like, how can we serve as many people as possible? Mm. Um, and so we found that marketing agencies was a great place to be, but it's a saturated market. And it's like, oh, you know. Um, and so we had some agency owner friends at the time working through these other startups. And there was a common problem across the board. And essentially we found that white label was going to be a really good solution to that problem. And the pro- You know, essentially we decided to build a company to serve marketing agencies, and at that time is the beginning of you know the end of 2020 the beginning of 2021 everybody knows great resignation right like that's yeah. like the the hype of the industry and in the marketing specifically it hit really hard because a lot of people could work remotely and they decided well I'm going to go work for myself on Fiverr and Upwork right so We just decided from there that we're going to start a company and help these agency owners find quality
0: talent and deliver on this work, essentially. That's awesome. I mean, I know coming from working and building a business through the pandemic myself that like, you know, finding people to help fill in those gaps as an organization can be can be a challenge. And I've definitely seen some folks be impacted by that great resignation on, on both sides, you know, people choosing to leave, but also you know, businesses where, um, you know, people choose to, you know, leave the company and now the business owner's having the problem, not the person, you know, leaving, so. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's
1: interesting too. It's like, you know, when you're leaving, doing all these things for me in my entrepreneurial journey, it was trying to find intentional focus in what I was doing. Um, I realized like, hey, I'm a, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I need to have a work-life balance. And at that moment in time, I was really just trying to figure out what am i doing like i was doing too much i was running in red all the time having no intention behind it basically it was just kind of throwing things at the wall to figure out what was going to stick and finally realize with purpose you know i'm a christian so in mm-hmm. purpose i i you know the way that i like to do things is i serve first and mm-hmm. so for me when this idea came up to help other marketing agencies it wasn't just helping you know one business it was helping two businesses with one service essentially And for us, it was like, okay, we'll do the work for the marketing agency, make them the hero and, you know, do all this hard work of the heavy lifting part of it for the fulfillment. And there you go.
0: (laughs) That takes time to build. And and you mentioned wanting a work-life balance. I I say this kind of tongue-in-cheek, but becoming an entrepreneur is not normally what we associate with work-life balance. So how did that, how did that translate when you got started?
1: No, that's a great question. Uh, You know, Work-life balance is kind of what you make of it, and I always treat entrepreneurship as it's a lifestyle. Uh, mm. it, it becomes part of your life, and so you know you're you're not the only one doing the work. Your your wife and your kids are also doing the <laughs> work in some sense, right? Um, so, it, to me, it, the question to me in, in the way that I like to answer that essentially is that you know with intention. So everything that I would do, that's the best part about being an entrepreneur. You get to go for walks with your family, but in the, also in the process, you get to solve problems in those moments. that Maybe you wouldn't come to you naturally while you're sitting at a desk, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's the power of intention. So, you know, basically all that to say, diving out of that corporate life, diving out of all those investments and putting all my focus into one thing, it really kind of multiplied uh, the energy and the effort
0: put into Advertis when we launched because... The intention, the intentional focus, if you would. I could definitely see how that makes a difference and an impact and, you know, the benefit of being able to, um, you know, focus on family when you need to and, you know, not have a boss coming to you going, where are things at? You know, I I can relate to that so much. I mean, just just yesterday, I was thinking, Ozzy, we might have to reschedule again because my kids were home from daycare for two days in a row, Mm -hmm. but. Because of where the business is at for us, like I was able to say, okay, well, I know where I need to focus and I can watch the kids so my wife doesn't have to take time off of work and we can make this work with family and everything else. But yeah, having that freedom to do that, like there's a tension there. There's a frustration with it because it's like, I need to get work done. But there's also, (laughs) um, but there's also a great joy in that, you know, my kids will never be this young again. I'll never get the chance to go and play with them and spend this kind of quality time with them. And if I was still in a corporate job, I absolutely would not be here right now. I'd be trying to figure out like, can I take them to my office Will my boss let me and, you know, how am I going to deal with all this and how many (laughs) vacation days do I have left? And yeah, I, I totally, totally empathize with that. Funny because
1: a lot of people always see the hype of the entrepreneur where they've got, you know, the nice cars and they're driving around, but they don't see the car seats in the back with, you know, the candy and the floorboard or whatever it is. And I to add to what you're saying it's really nice to have the flexibility in our time to, to be able to take our kids to daycare or to school and go to soccer practice and all these cool things that, that, you know, that's, that's the freedom we get to be a part of. And, you know, not every entrepreneur gets that. And I, I understand that. And one of the reasons why we built the company. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I know at least personally, I spent the first, um, you know, the first several years, you know, really building it from the ground up was really heavily involved in the production and editing side. And as it grew, I found ways to um, move out of that and you know build into something better. So um, that's that's really cool, and I'm sure you've you've felt the same as you've gotten started. So thinking back on those early times, you know, when we talked the first time, you mentioned spending a lot of time in the business and getting it started in the past few years, and finally getting to this place that we're talking about now. Um, you know, what were you doing to grow your business early on? Like, did you have investment funds that you could use to kind of float until the business built enough or did you, were you bootstrapped? Like, how did you start? I love that question. Bootstrapped all the way. <laughs> nice. Well,
1: it was actually a risky jump, you know, leaving a corporate, a comfortable corporate job um, while also putting all of my eggs outside of those baskets of investment. Mm-hmm basically pulling out of everything I invested in wow. and to say, I'm going all in, I'm going all into Advertis. Um, and I kind of just followed that path. And so we bootstrapped it. And with that, you know, at that time, that intentional focus going back to that, um, because I had, I was doing so much in those years leading up to that, um, in my journey of becoming an entrepreneur, I had learned time management, like the back of my hand, like it, I had studied time management for years and I still do, by the way, because mm-hmm. that's what we have to do. Um, mm-hmm the best way to be the most productive is to multiply, right? (laughs) Uh, Everybody has the same amount of time. And so you'll see that actually in the brand itself. And and that's one of my favorite things about Advertis and our company is that you see that culture, it kind of formatted around all of our personalities, um, especially the founders. But, But essentially, to get back to the point, it's like, I was heavily involved in one-to-one sales in the very beginning of the launch of the company. Um, when I left that corporate job, I went all in and I think we were doing like 6K in MRR at that moment. Like it was like, oh, was so scary. And I wasn't going to pay myself anything until we got to this like 50K in MRR. And I was like, this we're going to do this. I'm going to do this in like a few months and we're going to do this hard. And anyway, so learned you know, over the years of how to manage that you know, our time and multiply ourselves by using automation and learning AI before AI blew up to what it is today. Um, and, and so leveraging these types of tools in the market with your tech stack, et cetera. So we made some investment up front in our tech stack, but majority of it was just hitting, uh, dialing for dollars. Is that the word, <laughs> is that <laughs> yeah, the phrase? Yeah. <laughs> and learning the problems in the market and mm-hmm. creating, um, you know, what we call is that, that million dollar offer basically. Mm. And, you know, the way that we partner with our agencies to break into white label, it was really difficult because we were compared to a lot of overseas white label agencies. Um, and, you know, we're just not that like what we were offering. We didn't even realize at the moment, but it was a premium service. It was like a done for you model. And, you know, it was really highlighting this fact that agency owners needed help, not just from a fulfillment, but from a business development from you know retention all of these variations um and so anyways we we decided we're just like we'll become a done for you model a premium white label agency and anyways all that came about from the one-to-one sales and being heavily involved in creating process around what the needs were in the market
0: Yeah, I think, I think process is often overlooked with entrepreneurs. They just, they want the business to work and they go into it and they make it about their ego and they make it about their personal brand and they try to build this thing up. And then you get to a place where it's like, well, I'm doing all this work myself. What's going on? And building process is the outlet for or the off-ramp, if you will, for that, I think.
1: Yeah, there's a great book uh, that I read. It's called Buy Back Your Time by Dan Martell. Read that this year. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. You know how he talks about creating, like, uh, basically a playbook of how you create process and then mm-hmm. pushing that out to your team. And that really helped me a ton in Advertis, honestly. You know, every single position in our company that we've hired for, Zach and I, the other founder, We have done. (laughs) So it was very in the very first year of launching um, him and I were very involved in the day to day, very involved in ops and in, in, in business development, et cetera. And so how do you multiply that? You know, you have to kind of, there are so many cool, neat tools out there now that you can use that even weren't even around just a couple of years ago. So like, like a scribe and loom videos
0: and all these neat things that are coming about. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've got Scribe on my plugin list as we're chatting right here because it's it's a neat it's a neat program and being able to do that and have it automate the way it does I mean yeah it's crazy but yeah that's I we, we use that at Humble Pod and I think that book was really really encouraging for me because it was like okay I'm already doing some of this but man this is this could go so far it was a good book it was a solid book for anybody looking for that we'll make sure that's in the show notes and to add a little piece to that talking about you know, set up those playbooks. He talks about
1: driving from Canada all the way down to the U.S. and using a an old school camcorder to record himself. Someone would oh, recording, yeah. and take notes while he's driving. <laughs> That's great. It's like there's yeah. so many better tools now you can use. But, you know, um, I agree. It helped me a lot in my journey of... A lot of entrepreneurs tend to do this, but, in, and I see this especially in the marketing industry, but a lot of them say, well, I can do that, I can do that, I can do that. And you're like, well, you're one person, so... Yeah. <laughs>
0: And when you're, and when you're doing everything, you just get ground to dust. I mean, it's, it's hard. It is hard being, having to do everything. I mean, it's, it's nice to know that you can do anything in the business, but you shouldn't do everything in the business. That's just, if you're growing a business, that's not how it should work. Well, you're an entrepreneur. You should, you're building a business to give opportunity exactly that's exactly <laughs> that's a very rewarding part of it too to that point like what were some early successes that you had with this business as you're building a brand you're building an image you're dialing for dollars like what was the first one that made you go man we have an opportunity here this is not just a dream this is a real business yeah, a couple of things
1: i think really were huge pivoting points in our company one was finding really good talent um that's a really hard thing to do in startups is finding talent that believe in your mission, that believe in your brand and what you're trying to achieve. And in our industry, in what we do, it was kind of an untapped in market at that moment because of the style of how we were approaching it. And so finding a team of people to join us in scaling the company, that was a huge success point for us. Mm. Um, And you can't, hiring is probably the most difficult thing when it comes to your business. And finding good quality talent, it can cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's a huge investment, mm-hmm. but when you find the right people, you know, it's amazing and it can really set in pace for your culture and for the brand itself. Um, that would be one thing. And then the second, I, I think just solidifying the, the, uh, what we built, um, when we, we actually met with a really large marketing agency nationally. Um, and I can't say their name cause we're white labeled for them, but, <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, um, uh, it was interesting to see that they had a need for what we were offering and to hear their pain points was exactly what we built the company around. And it was just to hear that from a company who's doing, you know, $200 million annually and they need our help. It was just like, wow, we we do have something here. And to be able to join forces with them and integrate our team into theirs and help them through selling these, you know, services through paid ads, et cetera, Mm-hmm. Um, and then being on these calls with these people who have sold millions of dollars worth of stuff and just to be there and support them while also managing that work was just like so rewarding for that team that we had created. It was mm-hmm. just like that moment in the company where we're like, this is it. This is what we built this company for.
0: That validation you get from having that first win of like, Oh wow, this is something this is real. And yeah, I, it's just always a good feeling to me. I don't know. i Every time I have something like that come up, it feels the same for us. But um, that's awesome, man. That's really cool. We had a we had a really interesting
1: one happen recently. I we partnered with this agency out of the Netherlands, and he decided like last minute to bring this account on. What ended up becoming his it was his best friend's business, just starting out, and he had never been an entrepreneur or a business owner in the past. This this client, and it was a chiropractor firm out of the Netherlands. And he wanted to do Google ads and he put a lot of trust in, you know, in a startup, you investing in marketing is a big deal because it's a big gamble, right? Like, you know, it's a lot of money that maybe you don't have up front. And so they decided to go all in, invest in some Google advertising. Within two months, they decided to quit their full-time jobs. And our team was a part of that success to be able to make them feel comfortable enough to go all into their business. And that's a huge move. That's yeah. so to be a part of that growth and to see people. dreams coming true through the work we're doing. It's just everything. That's so rewarding.
0: And I I think that that underlies another important point, which is you're serving people. You're helping other people get what they achieve their dreams. And it's a more intrinsic value than just making money. Exactly. And I think like, you know, if you don't have that focus, like that can be a real hindrance to you as a business because you become very self-focused on what the business can do versus oh, I'm here and I'm helping these people quit their jobs and get financial freedom. And yeah, that's just a, man, that's just a really cool thing to be able to say. So thank you. Yeah. And, and to be honest,
1: like that's the reason why we built the company is for those reasons. You know, when, with marketing agencies specifically, agency mm-hmm. owners, you have different types, right? But majority of them, the hiring is is kind of, it's, it's a saturated market. There's a ton of mm-hmm. hiring opportunity out there, but a lot of it is, so saturated, you don't know what's good talent versus what's not. It takes a lot of time, and then you're investing in that, right? So you're paying a salary of sixty to eighty thousand dollars. That's an eighty thousand dollar investment in your business, mm-hmm. and you're taking a risk. Whereas you can partner with a company like ours, you have we mitigate all that risk, right? We have that on our team, and mm-hmm. you don't pay us until you have a paying client. Like it's just you alleviate overhead, you alleviate the risk mitigation factor there. Um, And then you have quality talent that's doing the work on your behalf under your brand. Like that's Mm -hmm. what can, what more can you ask for? Right. And absolutely that buy back your time principle. um, You're the owner. You don't have to be in the the day to day. Like you rely on us. And so to me that, that was the whole principle of being able to find that these agency owners can finally breathe a little bit. Mm -hmm. And they can buy back their time. Now they can spend more time with their family and they can scale their business up a little bit more and, and and feel that that the feeling of success without feeling like they have to be everywhere in the
0: business. Right. Just in full disclosure to the listeners, like we're starting to work together some and some of that value that you all bring to what we do is just that. It's the fact that, you know, we're specialized in a very specific area, but we get random requests for Marketing, um, and marketing's within our area of expertise, but like paid advertising and the mm-hmm. things that you all cover, like we don't have experts in that. For me to go out and hire an expert in that, it's sixty to eighty thousand at least. Um, you know, for those experts. And then you got to have a client that's willing to invest a budget in that. So right. being able to rely on you all for that and to know that I have this safety net here for us is really huge. So I totally get what you're saying. And it's neat how In in the industry itself,
1: like you know, when we partner with an agency, there's you're basically adding five more people to your team, Mm -hmm. and that could cost north of two hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, in overhead. And and so the value there is it's really it's it's amazing to see these agencies scale as quickly as they do when we do partner with them because of these value points. And we really got launched at the beginning of twenty twenty one. And last month, our team achieved. Over forty million dollars in revenue for all of our partners and clients combined, and their, awesome. their clients, and it's like you can't get skill set like that at, at at the price of free.
0: <laughs> so it's like, what what more can you ask for? You know, shifting shifting topics a little bit into the branding of the business, Averdis. Where does that name come from? Oh, Advertis. Sorry. I said it wrong again. (laughs) That's okay. That's all right.
1: So Advertis came from basically this, um, we wanted to, in the very beginning, we were debating on just running, just doing advertising on Google, just Google ads, pay-per-click, you know, Zach and I were kind of going back and forth. And I was like, you know what, let's see what's out there available first before we try to make decisions. And Advertis really stood out because it's a made up word. Um, Mm -hmm. the brand itself, like we, it, because it's a made up word, people are, people want to know what it is. So they're going to search for it. Right. So it's a really easy way to get the organic traffic. Um, and it just kind of pops at you. So we are like, well, marketing, right? Marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we decided to go with it and, um, I'm glad we did. I really am. I like it. The, uh, we actually debated it with the, spell it with the E D A D V E R, but we decided to go the, uh, with the I because that's yeah, different.
0: It's definitely, it's definitely different. It definitely stands out. And when you're positioning a business, you want something that stands out in the customer's mind. You've positioned yourself as a white label agency. And I feel like we've talked about this a lot, but just kind of want to reiterate again, like why did you do white label as opposed to being at Virtus just going out and selling marketing services to other organizations? So white label to us, it meant that
1: we got to serve more than one business at, mm. with the same service. So when we partner with the agency we're helping them scale their business but when we partner with the agency's client we're helping them scale the client's business as well and for us it's all about servant leadership so we're making that brand look really good so it for us it's we're helping our partners rise and that's everything for us that's literally why we did it and everything else just kind of molded at, as it was formed.
0: That's great. I like a rising, rising tide raises all ships model. I think that that um, that win win mentality is very good for business. So, what makes Advertis stand apart from other white label agencies? Kind of go back to the model of it's a done for you
1: model. So essentially, what we did was when we found this problem. A lot of problems were laid out. Most agencies have outsourced of some capacity over the their years of in their their venture, and you know. For us, it, there was a lot of problems when we first started a white label agency. One was communication barriers or culture barriers or timeline expectations and things. And the quality of the service was always affected by one of those three. Um, and so we decided, like, what if we come in and help the agency set those expectations with the client? We help set the expectations. So now we're we're talking about building market strategies with real market data for the client. We don't charge anything for that with our agency partners. It's part of our partnership. We want to help them sell. Hmm. Well, come to find out, marketing agencies—just being candid—they're not really great at client acquisition. They're just not like it, it's just part of it. And and the reason why marketing industry itself, marketing agencies—they typically get a lot of business word of mouth or referral mm-hmm. business, which is mm-hmm. great. I mean, that's wonderful, but. When we launched business, we were cold. We did everything cold. It was more one-to-one sales, getting out there, talking with agencies and learning about the industry, learning about their problems, et cetera. So we kind of mastered. And obviously Zach and I both from our other startups we were part of, we got into cold and so forth. But anyways, we, we come in, we help sell for the clients. We bring them new business, help them bring new business in. That's part of the partnership. And then we maintain that business through paid ads, SEO, web development. Um, we do all the work under their brand. And then basically help set expectations for retention to keep that retention going because in marketing and in our industry retention is everything. So, yep. <laughs> um, so we it, we do everything from point A to point Z. Um, and then you have the consultants on your team, so we're helping consult on the accounts to make them better to help you upsell into new you know opportunity, etc. Lots of uh, basically it's a it's that win win mentality that you're talking about. So you said
0: that retention is everything. And I have seen throughout my career, that's something that marketing agencies, like being on both sides of the coin, I've worked for organizations that deal with marketing uh, agency relationships and managing the operations of that. And then I've also been in smaller agencies that have been, you know, working with clients and it's easy to forget, like, why am I paying this much money for you? So the fact that you all are doing that, I think, is a big value to the customer because it allows them to say, this is why we matter. This is why we're important. We drove this much business for you. Don't forget that. <laughs> we're not just an expense here. Well, and to add to that, it you know, in the retention side, there's no
1: better person to talk on what's happening in the reports and in the account than the, than the people who actually are doing it. Right. Right. And so that support is really important for the relationship, not just with us and our partner, but also the partner, us, and the client. Um, because most of the time, in, in most marketing agencies understand this, um, the client, they hired you to do it for a reason. They don't really know what they're doing in this, in marketing. That's why they hired mm-hmm. you. So mm-hmm. for you to break that down in their terms, it's really important. So we try to be very mindful of that and not get into big of the technical weeds of what we're doing, but also try to educate. And so I always tell our teams and our partners, like, we're not in this to sell. We're not in this to retain. We're in this to educate. That's it.
0: So as you look at the market today, as you look at the industry, like what is top of mind for you right now? What developing things are you all looking at at Everdice and um, everything else? Like, what are you guys looking at there as far as the industry goes? Everybody talks about the scary
1: um acronyms of AI right in in the marketing industry and I'm an optimist I actually think it's going to do really great things and there's no better time than now honestly um, in the industry and so what that will allow us to do I think personally is kind of what I told my, my nephew years ago uh, when he first got his cell phone I said look man this device can be used in two ways it can be a distraction or it can be a tool mm-hmm which one do you want it to be? And I think that AI is, it's a really good, you know, metaphor for how we can treat AI and it's not going to do hundred percent of the job, right? Mm-hmm. You can leverage that. And so basically what I'm getting to, the industry itself, I think is going to become, AI is going to be married into the industry and I think that's going to really help everyone get back to the bare bones of why we all go to business anyways. Mm-hmm. And to do things like this, where we get to talk and we actually strategize together and get to use our brains in a different capacity Versus being in the weeds of every little detail of everything, right? Um, yeah. So I think as far as where the industry is going, I think we're going to get increase our tech stack. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that that will allow everybody to get back to the more important things in building relationships and helping everyone
0: build their business to be successful and buy back their time through these different tools, right? Definitely. And, and I could see how that, um, especially for what you all do, becomes a very useful thing to leverage i mean even within paid ads i it's very helpful to be able to say okay i'm going to use chat gpt to create you know different variations on these titles and these keywords and things i could just i already understand how that is helpful and i can imagine for you all it saves time and builds um you know builds a lot of um extra productivity into your day i guess Definitely. Definitely. it
1: it allows you to try to get a foundation of ideas and then kind of capitalize on the best idea. And that's Mm -hmm. what I always kind of look at it as, as a tool. It's like, it's a starting point. And then now I have this opportunity to scale into what I think is the best
0: idea and then test those few ideas out. Right. So as you look at the future of your business, not just AI and the future of the market, like what do you see on the horizon? To be honest, we
1: love working with marketing agencies. I want to continue to help these agencies scale. So on the horizon, we're looking at partnering with more agencies and scaling our team internally to fit the process that we've created now. Um, I guess we're at the point where we're looking to expand more. So we're looking to partner with more agencies to help them in their scaling and um, help more clients in general. That's it. And at the end of the day, like if I help a business, a person... I should say a person in their business scale to buy back their time, to spend more time with their family, to bring them closer to
0: their creator. Then I've done my job. That's, that's really cool. And um, definitely a laudable goal, definitely a laudable goal for you. So definitely come in that and we will um, we'll, we'll chat here in a minute about where people can connect with you. But before we close, would love to just ask you what brand are you really like admiring right now? Yeah, yeah. No, I love this question, Chris. This is a good
1: question you ask. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've thought about this a lot and I'm kind of a little biased on this brand specifically because, you know, we've actually helped build this brand. We don't do a lot of branding work, but this one was more of a passion project. And the founder, uh, the, the company's name is Coconuts. And the founders, the, it's based in Maui. The founder's a Christian. Um, it's she really puts a lot, of a lot of energy into this company and you know what it means to her and, and what she's trying to accomplish of giving Maui back um you know to help them rebuild Maui and all these different variations. Like the brand itself is so fun. Like when we built this brand, it was neat because there's animation involved. We use the topography map of Maui in the color schemes and like all this variation stuff. But the whole point of working with companies and brands like Gretchen really stands out to me because she means what she says and she's executing on that within her brand and it's still a startup it's not many people have heard of it
0: but what is it exactly
1: oh yeah yeah so I should have said that right <laughs> <laughs> um so coconut's uh basically it's little granola bites um so I grew up backpacking in the mountains of the Appalachian Mountains you know smoky mountains out there near Same you here and, you know, my dad would always toss me like uh, one of the generic, you know, major brand bars. I'm not going to say their name. And I would just be like, is this dog food? Like, this is terrible. <laughs> and it's hers is actually really great product. It's a really great quality. It's made out of the uh, honey there locally. Um, and it's just, it actually tastes phenomenal. I, like, the brand itself is cool, but the product itself is even better. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> nice. Uh, one of the reasons why I love business is in in working with different types of brands we work with a lot of different types of brands It's because you see the personality in the brand itself of the founders of the people running the business the culture and so her company specifically has always stood out to me because her culture she puts a lot of energy into the brand itself and what she's trying to achieve with that and she's a christian-owned business and she really stands behind that and It just reminds me of why I do this, you know, working with people like that.
0: Sounds like I guess we could go online and buy from her on her website or something. We'll we'll make sure that's in the show notes, too. But that's that's really that's really neat. I'm glad you didn't say like Tesla or something like that. Not that that would be a bad answer, but like it's very specific. I love how specific that is and. Um, you know, elevating your own, your own clients, I think is really cool. So that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. And, and I mean, I have big brands that I like, I admire sure. and I follow too,
1: but you know, I like what Alex Hermosi is doing right now. And I think, you know, with his brands and with acquisition.com, I like that stuff too, but yeah. either way, I, I still think that it, you know, hyping up a smaller business to me is, is more important because, you know, again, it kind of gets back to the roots of why we all do this anyways. Mm-hmm. And, those larger companies are great. Don't get me wrong, but I still love a smaller brand. It's just something that's like stands out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's that personal touch to it that makes it more intimate, more valuable. I, yeah, I hear that. So awesome. Well, Ozzy, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Where can people find Advertis? Tell us how can they connect? So you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, You can find us on our business
1: page on LinkedIn as well. And obviously our website check out our website. There's tons of videos of me and Zach. So, uh, just, uh, just a pre warning there. (laughs) (laughs) Ozzy, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. It's been a good conversation and, um, I like what you're doing here. So thanks for having me.
0: Appreciate it. Take care.